This is Yellowhammer and Sickle, and you are here with uh, Jay and Chris with the ML report. And um, we're going to be talking about Hoover uh, Birmingham. in Birmingham. Hoover in Birmingham. All right. And then uh, the rising of authoritarianism around the world. Which I'm sure, you know, is pretty, pretty obvious to a lot of you who are paying attention to anything, if you are. Um, so. I mean. I mean, we did, Birmingham just got a preview of what it's going to be like under authoritarian. Oh, yeah, for sure. And um, I think we saw that in Huntsville as well. Um, I think we also have did seen you it. Get, didn't you get tear gas? No, that was, uh, that was one of my comrades, um, unfortunately. Tear gas, uh, rubber bullets, and... Um, Actually, it was a gas bomb. It's just a gas bomb. It's not actual tear gas. They said. So yeah, and then they arrested him. They like kettled him. So they used like you know, if you're not, if the, for the people that aren't um, familiar with military tactics, they used Call of Duty uh, callouts and, <laughs> and flanked them. I think. And so, uh, and they wouldn't let people get away, even though they're peaceful protesters. Uh, supposedly in Huntsville, they said it was a water bottle that was thrown. I don't know. Pretty lame. Yeah, they literally came out and said this is the bottle that justified firing rubber bullets and tear gas. And that was right after, like, the, like, cuck mayor, like, came out there and was just like, um, yeah, I'm just gonna kneel, and then two minutes later, gas. <laughs> Man, oh, like, God, that, that was the same thing with Woodfin here in Birmingham. He said he just God, when I talk about which the man is, he just doesn't understand how he comes across to the people. He literally came out there like, I'm going to ask you to disperse. We're going to take this down. Try to be the hip mayor. And then. Oh, yeah. And it just. I'm, like, when I was there. The crowd literally just said, oh, the we literally just tried to listen to what the mayor said. We listened yeah. to what the mayor said. And Eddie Mayor as, gave and us the, permissions. <laughs> and as soon as the, the mayor was like, guys, guys, can you please stop rising up against me? And then we literally all just turned our back and went back to what we were doing. It's like, yeah, okay, and good. And Funny, Funny Main was trying to get the crowd under control, but literally he had got the everybody was like, no. We came out here for one thing and we were going to do it. We didn't do it, but we did uh Get one Confederate statue down by ourselves. And... It's pretty fun to watch on live stream. Uh, oh, 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 no. It was fun watching it in person. <laughs> in like... Minecraft. In Grand Theft Auto. Oh, no. <laughs> don't, inc don't incriminate. <laughs> it's not incriminating because there are no charges are being filed against... True, true. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I guess I'm pretty sure that was like a wonderful feeling of like camaraderie and actual like, you know, um, 
feeling like you're actually doing something instead of just, you know, raising your fist oh, and marching oh. around. Oh, no, when there there was a guy who got on top of where the statue was, and he started screaming about Sandra Blantz and how she couldn't breathe. And I almost just... It took my breath away. I was like... Because you're not used to that. You're used to slow-moving things, and then... Honestly, ever since that night, I've been waiting for more. I've been waiting to get another message from Comrade saying they're meeting in Lynn. That's the message I got during when the protest came. They're meeting in Lynn Park, and they're asking for people to come down there to help them. I went down there, and... <clears throat> You could just feel the mood. It went from everybody was just gathering around and talking to an electrifying moment. The moment they got in the black box. Because when I got there, they already have tore down one piece of the box. was already ripped down. Certain and they uh, just, rising they feeling. That you get when you know something's really about to pop off when you're at a protest. That uh, it's hard to explain. It's like the the most intense amount of adrenaline, and I've never felt anything like it. Nor have I. You just the air's electric during something like that. When you feel something like that, you can feel just the feeling of camaraderie and just the feeling of the people actually saying you know what we're done we're gonna do this and you can piss off and just the feeling of being around people who felt like i did was amazing but a mood did shift like you can when you're ever in a crowd and if you're ever at a protest you understand that you can sense a general understanding of the mood of the crowd. Like, I can't explain it. Like Jay said, you can't explain what it feels like when a crowd shifts, when a protest a protest shifts over to something like that. And that's what I felt. Um, that something didn't feel right that I, the crowd understood that they would never be able to take down that statue, and they um, turned over to statues of um, World War II veterans. I don't know why. I don't know what was their reasoning. I think they got caught up in the adrenaline of the moment, which is understandable, but what was not understandable, what I did not get to witness, was when Woodfin came back out and tried to get people to disperse and tried to tell them, you know, don't destroy property, destroying property is bad. You know, liberal bullshit. It seems like that that's a lot of, like, just 
all the politicians in Alabama's MO is just, we're here for the photo op. We support you guys. We don't actually support you guys. We might change the name of a street so that a black, you know, the Black Lives Matter, you know, a boulevard, but we're still going to have, you know, uh, like lip service shit, like we're going to ban chokeholds, but some, a black person or a person of color is going to get choked out and die on one of those streets anyway. But it, it, it was the perfect, this was the perfect metaphor for liberalism because the moment Woodfin, um, the moment Woodfin came out there for a second time, I believe he did, but I could be misconstruing, but, um, it's a huge point of controversy among the left here in Birmingham is that the, that he's the police chief. I got to talk and he's told me no charges were going to be filed against anybody who dispersed when they would, because there was a, they Woodfin said, I'll give you a, like, two hours to disperse and if you don't disperse we're going to come in there and do it for you and well that's what he did and it's kind of just a perfect metaphor Woodfin says I'm with you I hate this statue too so and so anything other than a statue being taken down done about it like it's like it's that sort of, sort of like backhanded support where it's like, I hear you, you're valid, just don't try to do anything substantial, like change policy I mean, he or did anything. To, I mean, <laughs> he he wouldn't have taken it down if he did, if he wouldn't have thought that they wouldn't have came back. Yeah, and I honestly thought that um, the reason why he let people take it down is so they they saw what happened in the Minneapolis precinct. They were probably worried about their precinct, so they're like, "Oh, let's give them something that we don't, we all collectively want out of the city to destroy." Yeah, so, but generally, but what what was hilarious is he did that. He said that, and then. Um, the moment he said that, I knew I was like, fuck. <laughs> I thought I was going to be arrested that night. And I was like, fuck. Um, but I wasn't, and that's fine. But what I was going to say is, after everything happened, Birmingham, Birmingham did what, I, you know, I thought was going to happen. That I knew was going to happen. Um, when it turned into what was could be called a riot, and mm-hmm. looting began. Well, <laughs> the uh, BPD began. God damn it! I I can never say BPD without thinking. Is that Birmingham Police Department or bo- borderline personality disorder? Oh yeah, there's so many acronyms, especially when it comes to like uh, <laughs> Marxist-Leninists and like uh, like, like leftist like, uh, I know parties. I'm getting distracted, but I'm always like, "Am I referencing my own disorder? My own disorder? Or am I referencing the cop?" Oh no, oh, it's just I'm like, re- oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah, you're I'm refer- referencing the cop. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, the I they came oh. in and uh, well. 
they started firing ro- rubber bullets. Um, were fired, and on the crowd. Um, after rubber bullets were fired, um, after they fired rubber bullets, they also fired tear gas. So, did did you get hit with any of that? No, this I left. After okay. This, this yeah. is just from. I have. Yeah. I'd left at like five p.m. that day, so like as soon as Woodfin. I, I, I have. I have yet to lose my protest virginity when it comes to tear gas. <laughs> I have yet. I cannot say that I have been tear gas. Yeah, I I thought they were gonna tear gas us whenever they were starting to hand out buckets, uh, just in case they did. But we did a we dipped and then went straight to the police department in Birmingham that earlier that day and that was the protest before the one where Woodfin was at and as soon as Woodfin started talking we're like this is a bunch of live shit like I can't go to this and of course they had the caravan to Hoover um but uh you know yeah like, with my prize like I my go. blood literally boiled once I saw that it was being hosted by the city of Birmingham I'm like could you be any tone more tone deaf? Co-opting like, a movement. I saw like, and I, you know, I had the same feelings about Peter Joffrin's people being at the immigration protest I was at in Huntsville um, after Trump got elected. Um, you know, they're always going to be opportunists, but they weren't. I don't think they were necessarily hosting. I think they were just there, but they ended up helping apprehend uh, the right winger with the gun. That, threatened to shoot into the crowd so you know um but with the birmingham protest i saw the cop on stage i was just like uh we don't need a police on stage at the protest about police brutality you know like (laughs) it's like i don't know you know you're uh you're co-opted at that if there is a politician or police like present on the stage it's definitely co-opted there's no other way around that um, but uh, to go on to Hoover, um, you know, uh, the arrests seem to keep happening um, almost daily. Um, they haven't had another protest in the past couple days. Yeah, the last one was um, maybe four or five days ago. It was last Saturday. Last Saturday? Okay. I have yeah, no um, and they've really put a pause to it because... Saturdays was probably the most brutal the um, Hoover Police Department has been in a protest. Um, they were That's when they in... pushed the barricades, right? Yes, when they pushed the barricades and um, they the HPD Worst police department in the entire state. Um, They're disgusting at this point. Absolutely. They they use police brutality against somebody who is having a seizure. I saw that. Um, yeah, police brutality against someone having a seizure. Uh, maybe uh, police brutality against someone who is like, definitely passing out. Um, I saw knees on backs, uh, throats, um, you know, oh, ripping yeah. shirt yeah, off they, of women. <laughs> They um put 
they had a guy in a standing chokehold. I don't know what you call that, but they had their arm over his neck and trying to bring him down. And all you could hear was screaming, don't do that, don't do that. And then there was one video where I saw, where I was watching it live, and I saw where I um saw them uh, arrest, where I saw them physically pull people down from the Hoover Library. I don't know what you call that. Um, thing. It's, it's like a know, dais or like a, a platform or something? Yeah, yeah, it's something like that, but it just says Hoover Police Department. And um, it what they did was honestly extremely disgusting. Um, they it was she live streamed it. Um, yeah, I think I read somewhere that might be Star's daughter. Maybe so. Um, because I... I I saw something where it said um, where Star posted something saying that daughter that my daughter or something like that. And yeah, I'm gonna try to keep Star's name anonymous and everybody's name anonymous. So just. Um, they pulled her down. They pulled her down while she was live streaming it. They yanked her on her arm. She hit the, she hit the ground, and then they came over there and they put her their knee on her back, and she, she was trying to film it herself while she was oh, being yeah. arrested. But the cop I saw that. physically. The cops saw the phone and physically threw it. Yeah, and you could you could hear it. You could hear everything that happened afterwards, and it was like it was horrible. It was like watching a absolute like horror film. Um, and I know at one of the protests, they p- pulled the uh, organizer out into the street uh, and arrested her violently. And oh, used they that did as a that tactic. this. They did it this time too. They, they put, used that as a. It was a distraction tactic, so the cops could sneak up behind the other protesters and just zip yeah, tie them. Yeah, they did that. They pushed people onto the street so they could arrest her. Um, they could arrest her. Um, because uh, some of the people didn't even know they're getting arrested. They just got zip yeah. ties on them, and that was like right at the beginning of the protest before last. Um, I was worried it was going to happen again, but um. Luckily, yeah, they uh, just snuck up on everybody and just they didn't even give them time to, you know, do what you're doing when you're being arrested. They just snuck on, snuck up behind them and zip tied their hands. I'm pretty sure they had a uh, legal counsel across the street um, and they had people filming for sure that were just going to, you know, stay there to film to make sure it all got filmed. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a lot more time, footage. But but this Saturday, they they're like, we're not letting this be filmed. They because did. They, they did they, have one person, but I don't know where the footage is, and I'm not gonna say who it is. So um, if I find it, I'll send I, it I to think you I know what you're talking about. Um, but I watched her stream, and she uh, she, she the police literally came up, said, "I will. Uh, I'm asking you politely, and if you don't listen, I'm going to arrest you." And I was like, for Hoover Police 
for a Hoover police officer. That is very sweet of you. And that's, that's disgusting when I'm like, well, I was actually surprised when I saw the police department police officer go and say, if you do not leave, I'm going to arrest you instead of pulling her to the ground and zip tying her violently. Yeah, which is like hilarious, like in a very, very like gallows humor, like sad kind of way, because um, that is I, still I'm... messed up. But because of what we've already seen happen in Hoover, that's like, oh, wow, they're actually being nice. And then you have to think for a minute. No, wait, no, this is horrible still. Like, <laughs> and across the, str- across the street, the only reason they got the woman who was having a seizure um, in medical care is because. Um, they saw that they were on tape, and they were like, if this goes viral, there goes my... <clears throat> if this goes viral, there goes the Hoover Police Department. I noticed um, the earlier protests, they had things like shotguns and what might have been an AR-15, um, yeah. and they had the Blue Lives Matter like masks or bandanas. Which is uh, um, straight out of a yeah, dystopian, it was a, like just. I was just... at the, I was, at the beginning, of when the Hoover protests, like we see them now, have um, kicked off. Um, I physically stood in front of a black couple, and I push them behind me because there was a fucking AR-15 and the guy was holding an AR fucking 15. So yeah. yeah, it absolutely was an AR-15. So so protest because a man was falsely murdered and they have not released a black man was falsely murdered and we have not seen the actual cam footage. They're now saying that they have either destroyed the cam footage, lost it or don't have it in their possession. The police department is, which is a crock of shit. Um, I'm pretty sure that's like insanely legal, like higher up if you delete the footage of a murder, um, which leads us to the question, uh, body cams doing fucking nothing for us. Like, absolutely. I mean, I think um, the family only got to see part of it. I actually do believe them when they said they did delete it, because um, I, I would think- absolutely believe that Hoover Police Department would be that bolt. Like that crooked. Because they have no moral compass. I mean, they threw... Like, they... They threw a woman to the pavement, ripped her shirt off in front of the cameras, and in front of the cameras, lammed her into the ground, and violently arrested her. So that just means that these protests aren't going to stop, because um, if there is no footage, then that's even more of a reason for them to protest, and I don't see them stopping. And I know that people are actually starting to be charged now, um, so people are having to get lawyers, uh, and hopefully we can keep yeah, communicating um, up on that and uh, make sure that they One of the, the main organizers has been uh, charged with inciting a riot. Which I've, I've yet to see right. We've all watched the live streams. I mean, the entire state of Alabama is watching 
um, and how bold that they have been and how um, volatile the the people that uh, aren't leftists have been about it is just like it, it really we're not, we're not just living Alabama just isn't a problematic state anymore like fucking America is just like mask off fash at this point um, I think it I might be like proto-fascism but you know would you say like proto-fascism would be a, a, a decent term or would you just fucking call it fash at this point Um, I think it's getting to full-fledged fascism. And, uh, that leads to the point about us, uh, discussing, you don't think Trump's gonna get out of his, uh, or get off the toilet in the White House and stop tweeting, uh, if he loses the election? When he loses the election. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's fucking gonna lose. Like, <laughs> there's just, like, I've, I've looked at it, and it's like, yeah, it's fucking no chance. Unless something yeah, like, insane happens. There has never been a president who has won re-election when their opponent holds a 16% chain lead over them. Is it still 16% or has it gone up? I read it went up. I did. It possibly has gone up. I just know that like um, any of the numbers I've looked at were far greater than Hillary's chances were over uh, um, Trump last time. And everyone was positive she was going to win. So I think that this time, like, his goose is cooked. Um, but the only reason my, why I would uh, think that not, Trump... He's not would, leaving that White House unless he is carried away by the Secret Service. That might happen. Um, because at this point, I think people are going to start jumping ship. Um and like you know, being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna gonna distance myself. Of course, we'll never forget. They've but... already been doing it. Yeah. yeah so I, did you see when Trump suggested delaying the election? Uh, we had Republican senators straight up calling him. That is a. That is something only a fascist would do, or this is fascistic. We have I'm a sorry. lot of former Republicans working to get Biden elected now. Um, you have the Lincoln Project. Yeah, the Lincoln Project's trash, but I understand what they're doing. Um, just arguably, it's um, for the wrong reasons, in my opinion. Um, but uh, you know, that's just they're distancing. They're distancing. The, they're distancing themselves from Donald Trump, and Tom Cotton is now the Republican darling. I think that. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all, we got all, we got fucking Casey coming to speak. To see, all I'm waiting to see is Tom Cotton to openly criticize Donald Trump for failing to live up to his vision, and then I'm like, "Yep, that's exactly like I predicted." I feel like Republicans know we're fucked. Donald Trump fucked us. Donald interview Trump. with him about the pandemic numbers was fucking hilarious to watch. That guy wrecked him on HBO. And I'm pretty sure Biden's numbers are about to go further up. They will. And it's funny because at this point, I mean, he could be a corpse and still get elected. Like, we, you know, and everybody's like, well, who's his VP going to be? And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> it doesn't it really, ha ha there's no, there's well, no the situation where it matters. Well, the VP will matter because he's basically a corpse now. 
Yeah, I, I mean, but they're just at this point, it's like anybody but Trump is what a lot of people are saying. But th- this is excluding the under 40. You know, like our demographic is like we need revolution. <laughs> and there are the some 40 generation is The older generation is like, we need Trump before the younger generation starts revolting. And you know how frustrating well, it is? Of course you do. To hear, like, we were already riding. We were already organizing, you know, like Occupy, Baltimore, Ferguson during Obama. And they, it's like they want to make America, like, great again, but the blue version. I don't know. So it's, it's very frustrating. Cause, uh, return they, to normal. Yeah, and we, what the fuck is normal? You know, it's subjective. Um, let's, like, fix things. Let's look forward. That's, that's like... That's like, um, what is normal? Normal to Democrats is is a uh, someone like Tulsi Gadbert. Let's just use her as an example, because after endorsing Biden and her long history of supporting Mulvey, I could see her doing it. They want someone like Tulsi Gadbird to be tear gassing people. <laughs> yeah, um, say, more girl yeah, boss capitalists. Yeah, they want. Yeah, like they were like, "Yas, girl, Budajin, please commit war crimes against your own citizens." Like I remember Ferguson. Ferguson is still very, very, very fresh in my memory, and this was back in 2014 where I was. 16? I don't remember. It was so, it was also so much for me. Like, I was just, I didn't know how to feel it, like, except for, like, I needed to do something. But I, all I ended up doing was uh, going to Black Lives Matter meetings and um, learning. And um, I was just, I was too young to really understand what was going on. Because when I saw Ferguson happening, this was back when. I was just learning what happened in Wall Street. Okay, but I have to figure this out. Alexa, uh, you know, I'm not putting my age out there. I'm not putting my age out there. Don't incriminate yourself. This is going to be on Spotify. <laughs> um. I was 16 like I was 16 like I thought. I was like, I was 16 at the time when Ferguson happened, and I remember it. Because, um, I remember, I remember watching just in other awe of what was happening. And I was like, I remember talking to my friends here in Alabama. Well, my one friend who was (laughs) at this point, I'm 100% the last time I saw him was like four years ago and he had a um, Blue Lives Matter goal thing and I'm pretty sure he has joined the clan at this point in time so he said but we haven't and it was the first time I heard the excuse but we haven't seen the whole side of the tape and I was like yeah we have it's fully documented what happened to Michael Brown Entirely. Um, and, and I would, and to me, that was the first moment of me really. I mean, 
when I was discovering occupying anonymous, of course I was against my family. But this is the first time I really came head to head and really, really understood what my family believed. Luckily, I mean, I might be the most vocally radical, like, I guess more of the, the, like, just to self-deprecate the edgelord of the family, but, um, you know, my family's pretty pretty far left. My, uh, (laughs) my family... Just nuclear. Our Sorry, Trump, our Trump supporters. Oh, that's unfortunate. I I know a lot of people that are in that same boat, or people that just have like, let's say, jobs with the government or military. They can't, you know, um, really speak out in a certain way. And some of those friends have gotten directly involved with the labor movement. So that way, they're not tied to leftist politics. They're tied with the IWW, you know. So it's like a backdoor way for people who work for the government to. Uh, make changes uh, on a ground, you know, pounding the pavement level. I am now shifting over into the rise of fascism and totalitarian capitalism. Um, My worst fear is Joe Biden being elected. Just like my worst fear is also, Donald Trump getting elected. In 2016, we were given the option, do you want the gun, or do you want the knife? Which what it was. Hillary you heard Donald it. Trump. We, do yeah. you want, we, you, you're going, we're forcing you to kill yourself, so do you want the knife, or do you want the gun? Well, you heard uh, what Nina Turner, uh, you know, Bernie's um, uh, campaign uh, worker. Yeah, I, I heard. It's like eating a bowl of ha- shit. Yeah, she's like, it's either a bowl of shit or a half a bowl of shit. <laughs> it's like, you know, I prefer no shit. And someone's like, someone did comment, one of my friends, and I understand their viewpoint was just like, yeah, but can you take a full bowl of shit this time? And it's like, oh man, you know, like, it shouldn't have to come to that. There should be but, no people eating 20, bowls but, of shit. But 2020, but the 2020 election is do you want the shotgun or do you want the AR? It, it literally is. Uh, shoot him or, and prosecute him. Like, shoot him dead and prosecute him or shoot them in the leg and prosecute them. I mean, just going by what Biden and Trump have said. Um, you know, because, you know, Biden was all like, oh, just shoot him in the leg, Jack. You know, uh, that's how we'll solve, uh, you know, police brutality in America. Just, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. You know, I... Uh, I'm sorry that, about that. That's way too complex. <laughs> that's way too um. That's way too um. Non-word salad incomprehensible. Like, I mean, first we, of all, the the femoral arteries in your fucking leg, and it, at this point, Biden, don't talk about shooting anyone unless it's not shooting. Like, read the fucking room. Like, don't talk about shooting yourself unless it's shooting yourself and Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, so I don't know. Um, I really, all my faith is in the people at this point. I have no faith in electoral politics. I, I, would, I would settle for him shooting himself and Hillary. <clears throat> in a video game, in Minecraft. Yeah, yeah in Minecraft. I'm trying not to incriminate myself. Uh, <laughs> parody, at parody. Point, at this point, I've just had it with Biden. I've had it with 
Tom Perez, I've had it with the entire system. Because <laughs> because for four years, I believe, six, four years, I believe that we could get someone like Sanders and reform the system. We could... Okay, no, that's not true. For t- I've always been against for a revolution, because I've always seen the way America is. I was against Obama when he was president from the very beginning. I, I, um, I switched from being a, um, from being a opponent of Obama from the right, my family's perspective of Obama from criticisms from the left and I remember everything he did I remember Trump signing uh, Obama signing the 2013 authorization act I remember I remember reading the YouTube comments saying Obama just declared national law well in a way he did but I remember um, when the torture report were published by the Obama administration and I mean, to his credit, they did review, review. They did reveal what the what the Bush administration did, but at the same time, they also came out and started to defend what Bush did. Like this isn't torture; it's enhanced interrogation, where you have those haunting photos of U.S. war criminals. Um literally torturing people from the Middle East whose only crime is being from the Middle East. Um, and he promised, oh, we're going to get rid of Guantanamo Bay. He never got rid of Guantanamo Bay, ever. That was one of, okay, so I was a big uh, supporter of Obama uh, during his run. Um, had a t-shirt and everything, you know, it was my first time to be able to vote. And I was like, all right, fuck Bush. This guy is like, he sounded like a real socialist to me um, with his original platform. And I was like, this is like actually going to happen. We're going to have like robust social programs at work, universal health care, uh, getting money out of politics as part of his original platform. And but, uh, shutting down Guantanamo the Bay same, the same. and ending the war in Iraq. And then so many of those things didn't happen. And he made so many things worse. And that, and then watching everything that has happened with Bernie, AOC, I just like, you're never going to have a politician in the system that's going to do what needs to be done. Like AOC supported the um, coup against um, Eva Morales. In fact, she even met with the people who were planning the coup. There's a picture of her and supporters of the current... Um, I don't know. Is it her, is it her family or was it um, the people behind it? I don't know. She... If you can find that uh, later, link it to me so I can uh, post that. Because um, I still see, like... Uh, I don't, I don't DSA back candidates is like the best we have in office, but saying in the best we have in office in America is like all shit. AOC, um, 
people rip her for being too far far left, but I rarely hear any mainstream criticisms from her from the far left, from the left in general. Like she, ha- her first letdown was she had an opportunity to push for the defunding of um. What's the what does I stand for? God damn it. Um, immigration Land security and, and uh, immigra- yeah. immigration and homeland security. Yeah, yeah, because that was founded after nine eleven, and there's no need for it because really it is just to terrorize people um, in the United States. And... <laughs> um, she had a chance when the government was shut down, when there were people right beginning the process of general striking, where she had a chance to say. We will not support any bill that includes funding for ICE. But she didn't. She funded. Yeah, she, she didn't. didn't. She folded. Yeah, she folded. And like a lot of people were saying that it was because she needed to end the government shutdown. Um, and some of the stuff I wonder is it just part of the game that you have to play in American politics, or are these, these? But that's the thing. The personal decisions. Which, but either way, that look, proves but more than revolution. But but you have to look at the thing. Yeah, I heard that being said about Elizabeth Warden when yeah. I watched her interview on TYT a while back, ages ago. Oh, about Super like Pack or whatever. It feels oh, yeah. like a decade ago, where yeah, she defended, where she defended her decision to not back Bernie Sanders. The United States is formed in such a way that you have that playing that playing the game, so to speak, that playing the game, so to speak, it leads you to um caving in and selling out to the system. Elizabeth Warden, well, she never was aggressive, but she went from a die-hard Bernie supporter, Bernie champion in the Senate and supported every single one of her every single one of his bills to completely kneecapping him in the election. With the help of Obama and the other, um, I mean, she even took out that. And AOC, and I know if we continue down this route, AOC is going to do the same. Which Um, I think it just shows, yeah, because it's inevitable. Ilhan Omar, Rasha Chow, all of them will be uh, Omar and Chow, maybe not, because they have definitely um, refused to. Um, play the game, and it's almost cost them their seat. But um, like a questionable vote on Israel, maybe. Um, but I'm not quite sure. I've only seen one. She also voted to. I also, I don't know, but Taub voted to fund refund the Pentagon, um, which was a huge, um, which is. 
blow to the uh, working class and uh, also yeah i would say that it was a huge blow to the poor across the world and not just in america which a lot of our things that we do my main criticism is when it comes to this and when we get this far is progressives they get so caught up in domestic issues such Mm -hmm. as universal health care they don't even begin to understand white progressives i might add they get so caught up in how is this going to benefit me to how am i going to benefit from this how is this going to happen because the reason why the u.s is able to afford its wars is because it is able to make money from the wars so if so in a way how are we going to pay for that? Well, you're going to pay for it from stealing wealth from other countries. And that's what we do. It's what we've always done. And that's why, like, essentially, when they called us a military with the state, uh, my friend from Sweden said that. Um, uh, I thought that was pretty spot on because, like, we're just at this point, we're just a military machine raking in profits for billionaires and the rich and they're all working together with politicians every capitalist state is a corporate state so and even if the progressives are um like completely uh in a chokehold over it um like and they can't do anything that just further proves that we need a revolution like we have to revolution is the only option i remember um Listening to a speech by Angela Davis when she came here to Birmingham, I literally, I have SSI, I saved up money. I saved up money for months to come up here for yeah. a, for the week, um, which was not fun. This is before I lived, moved up here, um, and part of the reason I fell in love with Birmingham and decided to move up here. Because I always wanted to live in Atlanta, but I fell in love with Birmingham. Um, When she said, uh, reform, reforms only achieve reforms in the short term. And the long term, the repeal of reforms often leads to the worsening of things. Not that's not her an exact quote, but that's the thing that reforms only make things worse because they're going to be repealed, and the repeals are often worse than things were originally. And then you get stuck in this visual, vicious cycle of we have to repeal what we have to repeal the repeal, we have to repeal the repeal to repeal the repeal, and you get stuck in this vicious cycle of that one little thing that made the repeal of the reform worse starts adding up. Like, yeah, yeah the abolishment of for-profit previs- previs- prisons in uh, Colorado, it's good for right now, but what is to stop a right-wing politician from going into from doing a Trump in Colorado, swinging the state to the right, and then reinstating for-profit prisons and making it a thousand times worse. 
capitalism cannot be reformed. And the and a perfect example is what's happening around the world. Um, notable examples: Chile, the Philippines, Hungary. These are all states that have been grappling with dictatorships for the past century. For the past half century, century, the Philippines has been struggling with dictators, with dictator after dictator, because the same system. It it's like. I can't really explain the Philippines, but I can explain, like, I have, I tried to write an article explaining Chile and explaining Pinochet. Um, I don't know much about Pinochet myself, but I did have a someone in my party, and he did explain to me about Pinochet, and he did Especially explain, know the means. He, he explained to me, um, what Pinochet was and everything. Didn't we help but install a brief, him? But a brief, a brief overview, and I haven't even really touched an in-depth, an in-depth investigation until Pinochet in Chile. But from what I can see, from what I know, the same government that Pinochet reigned under, the same constitution that. Pinochet's constitution still exists. The same system that Pinochet ruled underneath still exists. He just stepped down as president. Yeah. Um... There were no major reforms to the system. There were no major changes to the constitution. Pres- you still can have people who can rule for longer. There was, they did amend the constitution back. Um, but the what the elections over last year was that they were once again wanting to go back into the constitution and change some stuff back to the Pinochet era. And the fact that Pinochet's granddaughter is working in the current administration in Chile, in, in Chile um, really um, explains you cannot reform a system that was broken that was designed to work that way to begin with. George Washington, the founding fathers, they designed the system to work exactly how it was. Do you think they had black people's best interest in mind? Do you think they had gay people's best interest in mind, disabled people, etc., etc., when they wrote the Constitution? No, that constitution wasn't written for minorities. It wasn't written for colonized people. In fact, that constitution is draped in the blood of indigenous people. It's draped in the blood of settler colonialism. How can you expect to reform a system that was fundamentally flawed and fundamentally morally bankrupt from its very beginning? The U.S. started its dic- The U.S. started the U.S. started as a colony. It started as a murderous colony murdering the people of Turtle Island. Yeah, I think I think settlers, and I'm saying this as a settler myself. Um, I think the settler mindset has been so is so. Um, I don't know how to say it properly. That 
the settler mindset is so indoctrinated in settler's head. It was indoctrinated into my head. It's probably indoctrinated into your head that you you think that America belongs to everybody, but it this land belongs to Americans. But America doesn't exist. America is like Israel. It never no the indigenous people never gave permission for the existence of the American state. They that's, never That's allowed... colonism, not like neo like that would be considered just colonization, right? Yeah, it is colonization. That's settlerism. Yeah, that's and settler it, colonialism. Israel they never... had helped from several countries, including the US. But get... but the way we view colony colonialism it's dramatically shaping the way we view the world today and the way we interact with the world. Like, Israel is 100% a col- is 100% practicing colonialism, just like they did from back then. Yeah, they may have had help. They may have funding from the U.S., but don't for a second believe that it isn't colonialism because it's the same mindset that was used to establish America. The people of Palestine have never once allowed for Israel to exist. And the same thing happens here. And the indigenous people, they never asked for this. It was never... They were never asked. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to hop off in like 10 minutes, but we just keep going. They were never asked. Just like um, slave, just like slaves, they weren't asked. It was forced upon them. This was forced upon them. So how can you expect for the same system of America? How can you expect Birmingham? How can you expect Hoover to reform itself when it's very, the very beginning of American existence started with genocide? You can't. The only way forward, and I know we promised to talk about Hungary and all those nations, but we, that could be a separate episode because I need to do more research with Hungary um, and how the pandemic is feeding all of this. But to close it off, America cannot exist for meaningful change to exist. The two are... They're just opposed. <laughs> the two are fundamentally opposed to each other. For chains to exist would destroy America. It would abolish the American state. It would abolish the American settler state of colonialism. And that's why a lot of, uh, from what I understand, a lot of countries that are socialist or communist have trouble is because of intimidation from countries like the U.S., like sanctions, um, hard and soft power. You know, just all yeah, the but that's do. also why socialist movements haven't worked here in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, we had the CIA always, like mask off, and kill people <laughs> because they've always worked to try to transform the American state into a socialist version of itself. Like, well, it that goes back can... to I know we'll have full episodes on this at some point, but like when they infiltrated the CPUSA, the Black Panther Party, like, um, um you know, on... Compro? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Cointel Pro. Um, Con- Contro Pro, yeah. 
Clint. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I learned it from a no effect song, and so Fat Mike might have pronounced it wrong. <laughs> Conto, Conto Pro, yeah. That is exactly that. But it's also the left that I experience today. It's also the people I speak to on a daily basis on Twitter. They are so... They don't... White leftists do not understand for a moment that the existence of America is illegitimate. That the existence of the American state is legitimate. That's why when someone brings up the Constitution, I'm like, I don't give a shit about the Constitution. Like, I don't but, yeah, Because that, like, Constitution, <laughs> that Constitution is illegitimate. It yeah. doesn't exist. And when people indigenous... bring up the Bible, I'm like, I, it, it doesn't have any effect on politics. Uh, so I don't land, care about your Constitution or, or land, your Bible. Capitalism, capitalism, Christianity, and all of these things that white supremacists love to say, this is the only way. Just as indigenous people don't give a shit, I don't give a shit because that doesn't matter here. That that is a that that is a conversation that can be had in that can be had when the Catholic Church is being destroyed. Like that isn't people... that isn't yeah, yeah. a conversation that can be have had here. That isn't like... a conversation. White athe- I'm sorry for speaking over, but I'm so passionate about this. That isn't a conversation that white leftists can have here. The only discussion that can be had that is legitimate is how do we destroy the settler state? How do we help indigenous people become free? How do we help black people? How do we help colonized people free themselves from the bondage of colonialism? And until white leftists start answering these questions, until they shut up and actually li- listen to an indigenous person for once in their goddamn lives, they're going to achieve nothing. They're going to be parts of organizations that are controlled by white leftists instead of controlled by the colonized people of this land. Um, I have a, one of my closest, closest friends um, told me that told me that um, I, I can't remember what he said but uh, he's like you guys are part of white led organization to put his point into words I cannot because my memory is terrible when it comes to individual words and conversations I had but yeah. his, point, his point is how can white leftists expect us white leftists to expect to have meaningful change when we're still doing the same thing our ancestors did. We're still speaking over indigenous people. We're still speaking over black people. We're not shutting up and using our privilege to benefit them. Um, So if we want any change here in America, it cannot come from a white person. It cannot come from the current system. It has to come from within um, are you still there yeah um we ha- it has to come from within um it has to come from the colonized people it has to come from from white comrades actually showing actual solidarity with 
black and brown people of this nation. Sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off or anything. Yeah, I I think I'm going to leave it off on that. The only way change can ever happen here, it cannot happen from from progressives, even if they are people of color, because you're still working within a system that is white supremacist within its very nature. Mm-hmm. It it has to come from um, which, but though it is an incredible feat for a person of color to win election and win election into a system that was meant to be predominantly ruled by the white upper class. So I'm not saying Russia Taub, Ilham Omar, um, and I can't remember her name. Um, Presley um, and Presley although it is an incredible feat of um, the workings and the incredible power of black and brown people within this nation it also will never bring meaningful change the only meaningful change we're ever going to get is if we finally decide that we have nothing to lose but our chains. So, um, there was a, um, I was watching a podcast the other day, a stream, you know, it was Luna and uh, her boyfriend, no non-compete, you know, they were talking about like the revolution, stuff like that. And they're like, oh, we have a bunch of white folks in here and talking about the revolution. And like, he's like, well, I invited, you know, POCs, like plenty of, you know, people of color and from different, you know, backgrounds and communities um but these are the people that responded and then they confirmed that everyone else that they invited there were people of color were out actually protesting (laughs) so like well it kind of drives our point home that it's going to um be people of color that lead the revolution um oh of course definitely 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 i don't um believe that um except for in europe because that are the ancestor homelands of Europeans are the only place that are going to be led by, well, European. Why should a European lead a nation of where it's in and lead a lead a revolution on a land that does not belong to them? I think it's become very obvious that it's it's going to have to be uh POC-led movement. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to yeah, log off, that... but it's been a good episode. And uh, we'll record again ASAP and try and get some more okay. content out for everybody. Okay. Alright, cool. Okay. Well, um, uh, just hit me up and uh, you know, bye guys, gals, and non-MV pals. Uh, we'll be back soon with the ML report. <clears throat> Any last words, uh, Chris? No, I do not have any last word. <laughs> that that's an awesome statement. All right. Take it easy. Have a good day. Okay.